Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 24 winner of the Hurt Trophy, the Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl hammers it home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with the helpers. Dylan Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. They're a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. And trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. Darn on this. Jujar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. Pass Archibald Richards. Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Conor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Unbelievable. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot What a stop me by Miko Koskinen. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Scott joining you. This is Oilers Now. That was my favorite song, albeit one that uh, certainly isn't exactly the most positive song out there. Uh, that is Biko from Peter Gabriel, uh, my favorite uh, tune from a, a very uh, underrated uh, musician. And many of you know the story of Stephen uh, Biko, who was a anti-apartheid activist that was murdered at the hands of the police in South Africa back in the 1970s. And this is one of the first real cases where the international community rallied at that time uh, following uh, his death and his passing uh, to get out there and support for uh, true uh, social justice uh, because Biko was not a guy that had a 
extensive criminal record or anything along that lines. And great song. Uh, and on this date, uh, back in 1946, Stephen Biko was born. Uh, the anniversary uh, going all the way back and passed away in September of 1977. This is uh, Oilers Now. We are indeed in uh, unique times, to say the least. And there's been another development on the hockey front uh, since our last show, which occurred yesterday. Oilers Now is brought to you daily by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. We got a lot to get to. Uh, we will have Edmonton Oil Kings' Dylan Gunther. He is the number three ranked prospect according to Bob McKenzie's uh, TSN Top 10 poll where they Bob goes out and basically talks to 10 separate uh, either general managers or scouts or whatever from various NHL organizations. Uh, Dylan Gunther got two number one picks and uh, we'll see if he gets a chance to play this upcoming season with the Edmonton Oil Kings. That obviously in a state of flux as well. Regular Friday contributors to the show for the River Cree Resort Casino, Elliot Friedman at 12.35. Sportsnet Smart Specter for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. I have a feeling we're going to have a fairly animated conversation today. And Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network will swing by at 1.35. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino reminding you that uh, when Alberta's back up in Adam, the River Cree Resort and Casino will be back up in Adam as well. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan, at Brendan Escott. We'll get right into today's top story, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Enjoy no payments, no interest for one year on new furnace purchases. Uh, when we left you yesterday at 2 o'clock, we're under the volition and the belief, okay, where are we going here? Are we going to have a uh, potential vote for the NHLPA and later for the Board of Governors uh, on a return-to-play process with an all-Canadian division? And then around 2.30 yesterday, a report from Chris Johnson from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet saying uh, there's a glitch. And the glitch has to do with Canada and uh, some of the regional uh, provincial uh, health uh, organizations uh, pertaining to the NHL's return to play uh, protocols. Um, it should be mentioned, uh, I think we all know the situation in the course of the summer, Edmonton and Toronto, uh, both where they ended up being the two hub cities for the National Hockey League to return. Uh, despite thousands of tests being done, there turned out to be zero positive cases uh, during that entire time. Uh, BC, uh, province of British Columbia, uh, was on the radar screen with Vancouver as a potential host, but uh, did not agree, I guess, philosophically in the NHL's um, RTP uh, policies that they were going to put in place for COVID. Again, this is where I remind you that they did thousands of tests in the bubble, and there wasn't one positive test. Now uh, we, we're hearing, you know, obviously that hey, uh, we had a chance for an all-Canadian division, which I think we can all agree would have been amazing, would have been awesome. Now it still can to come to fruition. Um, I do know one of the individuals that's uh, sort of working on this from a league perspective, and the players get tested a ton. Uh, somebody suggested to me that there may be a little bit of concern at the federal level with the teams flying around. I, I, that would surprise me, given the fact that you can fly from Montreal to Edmonton as we speak, and you don't have to do a test to get on the plane to do so. 
whereas the players would be tested on uh, basically any day that they uh, participate on a fairly regular basis. So um, was a little, uh, and I'll have this conversation further with both Elliot Freeman and Mark Spector coming up. Um, I, I, you know, we have a current situation where Edmonton is hosting the World Junior Championship. Today, Germany, I believe, had eight positive tests. Sweden had two. Germany is going into quarantine until December the 24th. Uh, they're still full speed ahead in that tournament in the bubble. Uh, the NHL technically would not be in a bubble. They'd be more like an NFL model, but with a lot of testing. The end result is there is a belief at the stage that it may be a possibility that the teams, the Canadian teams end up in the U.S., which is just flabbergasting when you think about it, especially when I'm going to give you these numbers. Um, here we go. Deaths per million in the respective provinces that host uh, NHL cities or have NHL teams. Quebec, after uh, 35 or 40 deaths roughly today, Quebec is right around 900 deaths per million. Manitoba is at 383 deaths per million. Ontario is at 278 deaths per million. Alberta is at 180 deaths per million. It's kind of ironic that we have a lot of people in, in Ontario sort of making comments about how Alberta's handling COVID when Alberta's actually had a considerably lower death rate to this point. BC is at 140 deaths per million. BC's had 713 deaths. Alberta's had 790. Look, we know COVID's real. Uh, we know that it's affected uh, numbers, but I just gave you the death rates. Again, BC 140, Alberta 180, uh, Manitoba 383, uh, Ontario at 278, Quebec at 898. Uh, David Staples wrote a piece uh, talking about the, I guess, the popularity of various premiers. And right now, uh, the premier of Quebec has a, highest, a higher popularity rating than Jason Kenney in Alberta, as Quebec has five times the death rate of the province of Alberta. And this is a large response to how people uh, view COVID. That's a pretty interesting uh, statistic that's being flowed out there. Uh, the United States, so the seven Canadian teams theoretically might end up in the United States. There is only one U.S. state that currently has a lower death rate than Alberta. That is Vermont at 168. Vermont's got 600,000 people. Of the American states that have NHL teams, the state that's got the lowest death rate is currently California at 560 deaths per million. This is where I mentioned to you that in California right now, uh, for those of you that are uh, unaware, uh, in California, the movie industry and the television industry is up and running, and they're filming, and they're working, and they're out there, and they're doing their thing. Of course, the cynic that's listening to the show would say, well, Bob, California's a democratic state, very democratic, proactive governor. Uh, people in that industry tend to be left of center philosophically. You know, maybe it behooves him to look after his friends in those industries. Of course, the same approach isn't necessarily there for sport right now. We know for a fact Santa Clara County has already informed the San Jose Sharks they're going to have to go somewhere else. Again, I'll say it once, I'll say it a hundred times, uh, the enemy is COVID, uh, and that's the bottom line here. The virus is the enemy. I, at times, I wonder whether or not some of the posturing is straight politics. And my guess is many of you listening to the show right now, uh, if if we're putting on a Hub City World Junior Championship, there's probably an arrangement with the NHL protocols that probably might work in some provinces. 
that might not work in others. And you can maybe read between the lines where that would be the case. Again, we'll further this conversation uh, coming up here with Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. To the Oilers now, Audio Vault for direct workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton, and online at directworkwear.com. Now, other than the situation with the Canadian markets, and how many of you would be disappointed if we lost an all-Canadian division because maybe one province held it back? Or should that province's team just have to play in a different city in Canada? Uh, text me. Tell me what you think. 780-496-0063. Or maybe, maybe you listen to a show called Oilers Now. Uh, maybe you hate oil and gas. Benefit from it, though, because you're living in a province where you get paid more to do some things. But maybe, maybe, maybe... You listen to this show, and you just don't think anybody should play. In fact, you don't think anybody should do anything. I'd like to know what you think. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Brian Burke yesterday uh, had a – we're going to take you not down the negotiation path between the NHL and the NHLPA, but this is what Brian Burke had to say about the money doled out for signing bonuses and how it screwed the entire system. You know my feeling on these bonuses. I think they're ridiculous. I, I think that I was fighting these tooth and nail. And, and ironically, for Edmonton fans, I was on the negotiating team for the league. The guy that called the signing bonus issue to my attention was Ken Holland. And he said, as you're going in, be, keep an eye on these signing bonuses. They're getting out of control. So when I was still at the table, we were talking about a 10% cap on signing bonuses and five-year contract terms. With me, a possible exception, one franchise player could get six years. Now they ended up giving away eight-year contract terms, seven if it's not the team that had them, and no limit on signing bonuses. It's crazy. And I can't, I think it was the league's mistake to allow it, but I believe it's a union's mistake to allow it to continue. The fact that players get treated and paid differently in a union is outrageous to me. Wow, I, I know a few guys that are in unions in town. I might have to have that conversation with. I don't think they can oh, really. Whoa, whoa, hang on. There's seniority. I get seniority. Right. I yep. get the fact that it, so if you're an electrician in Edmonton and you're a rookie, you're not going to make the same as a guy who's got 10. I get that. Uh, right. Guy's got 10 years in. Entry-level system in the NHL, I get that. But the notion that if there's a work stoppage, some players get paid and some don't, that's garbage. The notion that there's a pay cut and escrow and some players are exempt from it and some aren't, garbage. There you go. That's Brian Burke bringing it here in Oilers now. To the Ashley Five Floors text line, first shot goes to Cowtown Bob. He says, Bob, given the stricter measures that most Canadians are having to endure these days, the government does not want to face the blowback from the population for letting professional hockey play, uh, take place. I would argue these hockey players offer an essential service to the mental wellness of the population and should be given as much support as possible to allow them to play in Canada. The threat to move Canadian NHL teams to the U.S. so the league can resume is purely politically motivated by the weak politicians across Canada. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Jay says, Bob, it's been a while. I just wanted to say that if the NHL decides to have the seven Canadian Canadian teams play the season in the U.S. It'll show that the NHL only cares about the almighty buck, not about the safety of the players. It's all about the money. I will opt out of the season. I will not be watching any Oilers hockey if their home games are not in Canada. Well, wait a sec here. There's there's two partners that have to tango. This isn't just the NHL. Again, the provinces make the set the standards in terms of uh, what's considered appropriate from a COVID perspective. 
You can text us at 780-496-0063. Jason says, Bob, on death rates, age matters. It would make sense for an older population like Quebec to have a higher death rate than a younger one in Alberta. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. That one comes to us from Jason. Jason, they have five times the death rate of Alberta. Is that all older population? I'm not sure. The point I was making was that the province of Quebec right now, the Premier, Legault, has a higher approval rating than Jason Kenney. And Quebec's got five times the death rate of the province of Alberta. That's the point I'm making. Again, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. This text comes in and says, Bob, according to Brian Burke, if it flies, it dies. Yes, he did say that. There you go. Um uh, Here's a text from RP. He says, Bob, seven teams, 280-ish people traveling on charter flights, regular testing, and strict protocols. This is not a significant risk to communities. Hockey is cultural in Canada, and it matters that it happens here. It has much more value uh, than parking and concessions or owner's bottom line. To not make exceptions to something that provide that kind of emotional value is a lack of courage and leadership in government. That one comes to us from RP. Oh, RP. I can tell you right now, uh, not everybody's going to agree with you. When we come back in 30 seconds' time, we will hook up with the Edmonton Oil Kings' Dylan Gunther. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. So we're going to make a little bit of a edit here on the fly. I'm going to go because it's a hot topic with the fans. We'll go back in the Ashley Five Floors text line. We'll work uh, Dylan Gunther in at some point, maybe early next week. This text comes in saying, I'm going to be one of the fans that claims I won't watch if all the Canadian teams are forced to go to the States, but I do blame Canadian politicians for dragging their feet and using this pandemic as a political argument. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Um, this one comes to us from Chris the Plumber. He says, Bob, if the holdup is one province within Canada, let's find a city in Canada that will take them, make this work, keep hockey in Canada at all costs. There are other venues within Canada that these teams could play, and I would assume this is BC. Maybe move them to Quebec City for the year or Saskatoon. Thoughts from Chris the Plumber. And what may end up happening is we may have a short-term bubble for uh, the Canadian teams. If I were to hazard, and I know what Frank Cervelli reported last night, and I know what Chris Johnson and Elliot Friedman had out there last night. Again, we're going to have Elliot coming up in 11 minutes' time on the show here. Um, I still find, I, I still think ultimately they're going to find a way to have the Canadian division. I really want the Canadian division, but I'm also, you know, uh, oh, you know, it's, it, it is a very frustrating, uh, exasperating situation. Bob, uh, Canadian doesn't matter. We could allow the CFL to go bankrupt, uh, hockey to the U.S. because there are, uh, those who are obsessed, someone is making a buck off of it and they aren't. That text comes in. Um, Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. This text comes into us from Pat. Uh, Pat says, Bob, if they play, I'll watch. It doesn't matter to me where they play. No fans in the building here anyway. Death rate isn't the only stat that matters. Our hospital situation is terrible. Is it better than other provinces? I admit, I don't know, says the texter, but it matters as much as the death rate. Well, the hospital rate uh, in Edmonton specifically is concerning right now. They are in a bubble for the world. I'd like to see that event continue. I mean, I support sport. 
it's it's that simple. And I also support the arts. But if it starts to become a political scenario where we have people in the arts that want to take away from sport, that is ultimately quite concerning to me long term. I think some of you might feel the same way as well. Uh, Brendan. Let's go to NHL today. It is brought to you by our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, Edmonton owned and operated. They want to wish you and yours a safe and happy holiday season and the best in the new year. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Okay, well, uh, I'll just glaze over this because we've sort of been talking about it. Uh, the NHL has reportedly been in discussion about using Edmonton as a hub city for some games next year, but that is just one of many ideas sort of being bandied about. Uh, Darren Dreger did report that the league is considering the option of possibly Edmonton and Toronto again as well. Uh, eight players on Team Germany have tested positive for COVID-19, so they will all remain in quarantine until next Thursday now, and that'll force them to miss both exhibition games. They open up round-robin action on Christmas Day, and then Canada plays them on Boxing Day to open its tournament. And Canada did skate for the first time today here in Edmonton. Dylan Holloway on the second line with Alex Newhook and Jacob Peltier, who was, uh, that was the line that they had been skating with in selection camp. Uh, Kirby Dock is your captain of this year's team. No real surprise there. He'll be, um, associate captains, I guess, are uh, Bowen Byram and Dylan Cousins. Uh, former Ottawa Senator Anthony Duclair signed Signing a one-year deal with the Florida Panthers yesterday. That'll pay him $1.7 million. And the Calgary Flames re-upped with defenseman Oliver Shillington. One-year two-way deal that's worth uh, 787000 Uh It's interesting because Duclair uh, turned down a three-year extension at $4.25 million per year with the Ottawa Senators. He got a one-year deal at one7 Yikes, that is uh, uh, tough. Uh, did you see Alan Walsh's sequencing of tweets that went out uh, last night, basically saying uh, to shut down the NHL down in Canada, send seven teams to the U.S. to hold camps and play games is nonsensical for all concerned. Uh, we can agree of the need to mitigate, uh, mitigate risk of spending the, uh, of spreading the virus and protecting the health and safety of NHL players and the staff. The NHL and the NHLPA have detailed safety protocols put together with input from infectious disease experts. It's also critical to protect the population at large and do not uh, do anything to put people at risk. Perhaps the Canadian provincial governments need a reminder that the NHL's 1920 return to play playoff bubbles occurred with zero positive tests. That's from Alan Walsh from last night. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, it'll be for the River Cree Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.